0: If you're at work and you can't go exercise, but you see the sun's out, uh, you know, pretend you're taking a smoke break and get out for a 10-minute walk, right? I think that's yeah. what you said.
1: Uh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to another episode of coaches on couches being slouches today we are going to talk about a very relevant topic Mm -hmm. at this time we're uh we're in the dead of winter (sighs) so we're going to talk about how to beat the winter blues today they're real the winter blues are are real absolutely i am coach dale sanford and i am coach brian funston We are the co-founders of BPC Performance Coaching, where we specialize in helping time-crunched athletes optimize their busy schedules so they can maximize their athletic performance. Every BPC coach is trained in our five pillars coaching system and has has been developed over the last decade through our work with athletes of all ages and ability levels. From off the couch, Mm -hmm. not this particular couch, couch, to the world championship competitor, you can find us at buildpeakcompete.com. Check Facebook and YouTube at buildpeakcompete. Or you can check us on Instagram and Twitter at BPC Performance. All upon that Insta. We had to start <laughs> adding in this uh, uh-huh. this little intro. Dale did not read
0: that. That was that was from memory. Yeah. It was not
1: scripted. The the podcast <laughs> uh, powers say, you need to yeah. actually tell people uh, who you are and what you do.
0: I don't believe it. No. No, I'm not believing Neither. it either. Way in for us. Tell but
1: first, tonight. first, <laughs> shout outs. Shout outs. Shout them out. All right. Today's our first, shout out. um our first shout out today is uh our buddy William Hennessy. Boom. He uh we've been working with William for a little while now and uh he was the 25k champion at the uh Sillimore uh trail race this past weekend. And it was uh, nasty. Yeah, it was chilly. Chilly. It includes river crossings. Yeah, you cross the you cross the creek, Silver yeah. Creek, within the first three quarters or of a mile or so.
0: See, so I'm I'm from New Mexico originally, so that's a river. That's actually mightier than the Rio Grande uh, most of the time. What, yeah, what, when you what actually they have, have to, to cross <laughs> when you
1: actually have to like <laughs> yeah cross it. It's I think it was about waist deep. They, yeah, it was, it was decently high. It was threatening to be uh, much deeper but i think the water died down the the, the creek uh, height died down a little I bit i
0: mean, I think we call that uh, a multi-sport event right
1: yeah a swim run a little yeah a little swim run
0: <laughs> what you got aqua, aqua run uh i've got a a non-shout out uh shout at oh wait sorry we got one more
1: crossman's classic oh yeah
0: first race of the season for us anyway. first race for uh yeah dale and i we're gonna be heading over to little rock um and and that's a race we've done what since Uh, it's had to be the last long time six eight years and it is hit or miss this is one of those we'll probably dive into this in one of our coaches on couches but uh it's called crosswinds super flat course but it's one of those where if that wind's howling it can be uh uh devastating and i think it just get blown to pieces if the weather's if the weather's calm and warm it's snowed before like it's there's been some horrible days but then there's been some, you know, 60 degree no wind days. So I've it's raced in miss. tights and I've mm-hmm. raced
1: in short sleeves and shorts. Mm-hmm. It's just a weird, it's a weird, weird yep. time of year. Yeah. Tights and like the big ski gloves
0: <laughs> like, to stay warm. Yeah. So it, it can go either way. Oh, uh, we got our shout at, uh, at instead of a shout out, shout right? At.
1: Yeah. Sometimes you got to throw a shout at. Which is fitting. What is it, Dale? It's the weather. Weather. It's the Weather killing us man if, <laughs> if there's anything that makes an endurance athlete want to jump off a cliff mm-hmm. it's forcing them to be inside
0: mm-hmm.
1: every day of the week because the last few days we've had it's been like under 40 or at 40 right. and raining yes and if it's not raining it's gray as can be yeah and cold yeah and the roads are wet and that's not a huge reason not to ride or run or whatever outside mm-hmm. but uh, it's just nasty, it just and it starts on to just you. yeah, it just starts to wear on you. Yeah, it's, there's
0: probably people in like <laughs> the frozen tundra that are like, "What, <laughs> what yeah, are you guys yeah. whining about?" Yeah,
1: I just checked your weather; it's forty five degrees yeah. there. Well, yeah, when like when we used to or when we worked with with Bennett, mm-hmm. Isabella up in in Minnesota, mm-hmm. Bennett would run in anything. He would he would run in sub freezing temperatures and f- like have to run with the the little uh, spikes on his shoes and uh, he'd finish with icicles in his eyelashes and his face, and uh, and we're pretty uh, sure the normal. whole
0: reason was just to get the picture afterwards, right?
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> he's uh Bennett is a uh, a dedicated yep. uh, and he loves to run, so mm-hmm. I don't think anything was going to stop him. Mm-hmm. But so we'll just kind of dive yeah, into, it into it today. So
0: so that's our problem. That, that's what we're going to be dealing with here today. And the reason, you know, Dale and I were kind of talking about this late last week. It actually started a couple weeks ago when we had a nice we had a nice weekend. And it was it was sunny. It was like sixty-five degrees. Um, and just the the comments we receive were receiving from our athletes after workouts was like, oh man, that's the best I felt. Such a nice uh, weekend. I mean, we're seeing like new bests that are being hit. You can just feel like a level of enthusiasm
1: step up and then it was, it was because of the sunshine and warmth. Yeah, we got, we got one weekend where both days were really mm-hmm. nice. Like even got up almost to 70 and people were like, I, I, I haven't seen them that yeah. excited about their training yeah. or happy. Like it wasn't even the fact that they like hit a new best or mm-hmm. anything like that. It was just the fact that their training was awesome. And most of them like didn't even mention the weather. Mm -hmm. that was like that's right yeah like they didn't even mention the fact that the weather was better Mm -hmm. it was just all about their training was just better like i felt so good like it was a great day yada yada i mean but i was the one he threw in yeah but the weather was awesome exactly yeah so it's
0: easy and that that weekend was an anomaly so what we've been having is i know my last two long rides the feels like temperature has been what t- 14 1 day degrees mm-hmm. and i think last saturday it was like 22 or 24 degrees or something yeah um and that's fahrenheit in case you're yeah. uh, not on the fahrenheit system yeah. <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's like a negative 300 kelvin or something like that <laughs> <laughs> uh, kelvin but yeah go in kelvins huh. uh so a lot of people have been forced indoors yeah. so either due to really cold some people you know we've got some athletes who um it, when it gets that cold uh being safe out on a bike is something that that just doesn't happen um when blood flow is restricted hands get so cold that you can't operate you know for people that are cyclists or triathletes operate your shifters your brakes um it forces you indoors
1: yeah i mean quality even like as for runners and um you know for runners quality outdoors once it gets to be like Mm -hmm. close to freezing down there like It's very hard to. You have to do a really exceptionally long warm up, to get to the point where you feel good about doing, like quality efforts, yeah, you know, high high intensity stuff. So yeah, I mean, the weather. It's not. It's for some people they would go outside, Mm -hmm. uh, and do it in the in the gray and the cold, but they're just not going to get the quality. So they defer inside so they can Mm -hmm. get the quality, but it still weighs on them. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because
0: <laughs> training indoors is not nearly as fun, exciting, quite, no. mentally stimulating as training outdoors. Well,
1: let's face it, most people don't get into endurance sports to be inside all of the time. Exactly. Nobody's specializing in indoor triathlon. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, what we have here, we got people, ourselves included, who have been forced indoors. We're being forced onto the trainer, the treadmill. You know, swimmers are obviously used to uh, spending time indoors. So, uh, but we, we want to talk about, okay, so what are some tips that can kind of help you beat these these winter blues? Um, things that we use, things, advice we give to our athletes, stuff we've learned from our athletes that our athletes mm-hmm. have told us. Um, so that's our goal today, uh, is to kind of run through some tips that we have, uh, things that we do to hopefully help you kick this last bit of, uh, of winter, uh, stay mentally okay <laughs> and come into spring and into summer, uh, with some good fitness and motivation, uh, you know, up at a higher level.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the last little part to this is that for a lot of people, like goal races mm-hmm. are way off, mm-hmm. like, especially for triathletes, go, your goal race, what, if you've set them, you're probably at the earliest looking at may, yep. uh, you know, for a goal race. So, you know, you're still several months off, And that weighs on you. Like, well I still have tons of time. Why am I, you know, gonna you know, be so committed to indoor training when I could just wait till it gets warmer. Exactly. And this is also a time of year that
0: most people are kinda in that base building style phase, you know, so most of your efforts aren't, you know, super high intensity. You're not Mm -hmm. getting a huge variety in efforts. Yeah. So it's like you're constantly it's almost like you're just Pressing rewind and play, rewind, play. It's always, you feel like you're always doing sort of the same thing. Yeah. Or you can feel like that, but not after we give you these tips. Yeah, go for it. Not after we give you these tips. So number one, uh, one thing you can do is just mix it up. You know, cross training, doing strength. Um, choosing events, maybe in line. Don't go out and say, you know, you've never run and now you're going to go do a, a 10K. <laughs> yeah. uh, but choose some events that are around you uh, and and use that either as, you know, a training, uh, like a train-through style race, maybe to help set, uh, you know, new zones, yep. um, or to just go out and f- have fun and be around other people and maybe yeah. hit a workout that you wouldn't have hit otherwise because the weather was... Not conducive.
1: Yeah, for a lot of people, getting like g- like getting into a race is motivation enough. Even if they're not like peak fitness, they, it's motivation enough to get out into crappy weather. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, you are you do get that boost because you get back to that race setting. Mm-hmm. You get back to uh, for a lot of people, it's why they train is f- mm-hmm. to, to race. Yep. Uh, and so yeah, I put a lot of like a lot of my triathletes. I like make them pick out some 5Ks and 10Ks to do as assessment workouts over the kind of in the winter. But it's also to get them continue to to have them in the race setting Mm -hmm. uh, for a little bit of motivation to, uh, you know, keep training (laughs) oh sure yeah and you see it on the calendar so you're like oh
0: you know i got a race coming up in a couple weeks uh and just the excitement of race day and a way to practice routines and change things up you know it's different from your your ordinary so that's something that can be uh very helpful um next one dale i'll let you kick this one off
1: yeah so like giving yourself some variety and for for most people that'll mean like going off-road Mm -hmm. like versus you know you know if you're a roadie on a road bike or a uh a a road runner or or a trail runner or you know a mountain biker like you know force yourself to do a little bit different um discipline exactly spend some time in the trees yeah because you know when you're in the when you're in the woods you have more coverage from the wind um so yeah getting getting off-road and varying the discipline even though you're in like the same sport so like you know a cyclist a road cyclist on a mountain bike it's still you're still cycling you're still Mm -hmm. putting out you know wattage and and uh expending effort but it's just a little bit of different discipline to maybe help your brain say okay i'm doing something new exciting uh so let's you know get out there and do it you know and in
0: in line with that so with variety not only changing up discipline but Something as simple as changing up your route. Oh, yeah. Most people will start and leave from their house, right? I know for us, I, I do my best to never have to put my bike on my car and then drive to a place that I'm going to ride from. So I always yeah. like to leave from my house and ride, but that can tend to limit you. And you tend to do the same thing over and over again. So if you're training at the same zones and you're doing the same routes, um, or if you're indoors doing that, That, too, can mess with you. Uh, So changing up your routes, uh, getting off-road obviously mixes things up
1: a ton. Uh, Just adding that variety uh, can be be huge. I've even got a few people that will ride their mountain bike on the road Mm -hmm. just to mix it up. You know, so... You may not have to, you're still expending, like, especially if you have a power meter on it, you're still expending that effort and you can, you can hit a, a same effort for the time. Like mm-hmm. if, if that makes sense, you're holding the same zone for the the amount of time. You're just not having to go as far away from home. Like you're not no. getting as far because naturally you're going to go slower on a mountain bike uh, on a road. So, you Which know. Which is that, really helpful when the weather's cold. Less yeah, w- less, less wind speed, speed yep. you're generating, uh, The the effectively warmer it's going to feel for you. Yep. Yeah, I had a ride. We had a ride, um, a team ride, a couple weeks ago, where I put the, I left the house with the wrong gloves. I thought it was going to be warmer in the morning, and I knew it was going to warm up enough, but I put the wrong gloves on, and I, I was trying to get like an hour in before the team ride, and at one point I, ref, I refused to go over 15 miles an hour because my hands were so cold that. Like, I had to limit the speed just to not freeze. Mm-hmm. I actually stopped on the side of the road and got plastic bags from Did some... you? Yeah, people had thrown out the window. I got two <laughs> two plastic bags and wrapped around my hands just to, just to get oh, to I the warmer a, part of the ride. I
0: wish there was a picture of that. Uh, there's not. Now, uh, an option we don't have here in Memphis, but uh, if you're someplace that actually has climbs, that's something that can can be nice as well. Yep. I've done rides out in Colorado where the weather has been miserable, yep. but you start pushing a high effort level on a climb when your speed is, you know, six, eight, 10 miles an hour. And you'll be amazed at what kind of cold weather you can ride in oh, yeah. uh, at those at those temperatures. Just
1: remember you have to come back
0: down. Exactly. No, that's Uber. <laughs> at 40, Uber it, man. Uber it. 40-something <laughs> miles an hour. <laughs> exactly. Take your newspaper <laughs> yeah. like the old school tour de France where they're shoving newspaper up their jerseys. Yeah. All right. So we'll move on to the next one. Uh, workout partners. Huge. The, the saying that misery loves company. Is so so true on yeah. this. So even like with our house of pain cycling, uh, we get feedback uh, at the end of the year when we take it, and people are like, "It's weird." Even though I'm not there with the person that is also doing the class, yep. Just knowing that someone else is going through the same workout with me uh, mentally makes it easier. And then you level that up when you actually have a person there with you. Yep. And then if you're getting outdoors, you have that extra layer of layer of accountability. And I know for me personally, like a longer ride is so much easier to to make happen when I've got another person there, because no one really yeah. wants to be the one that says we should go shorter today. Yeah. Uh, so having that other person, having someone to talk to, um, having that extra layer of accountability is is one thing that I think is really helpful to to keep the mind good.
1: Yeah. And I know I've talked about this before, but like having that person. Like even if it's just one person that you um, lean on a little bit to, you know, kick you in the pants when you're uh, not really wanting to get out in the cold, mm-hmm. and you know, and you know, like, and you you know, you know, you can either text or call that person um, when you need the little push, and it really, it you know, groups are great, but it really only takes one one training partner yep. to. You know give you the nudge especially if they're um, you know more willing to get out in the cold than you are most of the time For Sure. Uh, you know they can they'll give you the reason <laughs> pretty quickly give you the reason why to get out and mm-hmm. to suck it up and just get out there because it's always more fun when you get out there even if it's even if it's cold it's always more fun being outside when you're with others it's not so much fun being outside Alone, freezing your butt off.
0: Yeah, you probably didn't but, think about your hand, your frozen, bagged hands uh, once you got on the ride. I didn't. Nearly as much, right? No, i didn't. <laughs> no. You were distracted. Yep. All right, next one. Get the gear that you need, and get outdoors if you can. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right?
1: I mean, all you need is bags. We just learned. You just need just plastic some, bags. Some plastic you bags. Ha- you have tons of those laying around. <laughs> Yeah, you can. I actually saw a GCN video the other day where they put tinfoil on their feet mm-hmm. to keep their feet warm in their in their shoes. I mean, I had thought thought about plastic bags, but I never thought about tinfoil.
0: And we've had athletes. Well, you know, I just mentioned the newspaper thing. One of the one of the people we've uh, coached, who's who, he will start rides, cold weather rides, with newspaper shoved up his yep. uh, jersey, um, and then you know that's going to absorb some of the moisture. If you do start sweating, it's going to keep you warm initially. Yep. Once you do start sweating, you can then uh dump it in a recycling bin yeah right yeah absolutely we're keeping it green over here yep. um but invest in some gear that's going to allow you to ride at some lower temperatures um you know we've got some some people who have been on our team in the past that uh uh Payne, uh one of the guys who moved he moved to what dc i guess yeah or, he's no, he, wor- he's or was wor- he in london no he was in london for like uh for school. He was doing a study abroad thing. Mm. And weather there I've heard is pretty not not fun. What? And they're like <laughs> like for a lot of places it's like, so what do you do if it's gonna be raining? And over there it's like, well, if you constantly waited for a dry day to ride outside, you'd never ride outside. So <laughs> you just get the gear and you accept the fact that, yeah, there's gonna be times when it's cold and raining on you, dress appropriate, have the proper stuff in place. Um, these past super cold rides that I've done, I've had my winter gloves, and I went and bought those, you know, the chemical hand warmer things, and my hands been sweaty. Uh, you know, so good gear is worth its weight in gold. Um, it lasts for a long time. I know the initial investment can be can be high, but the mental sanity you'll get by being able to ride that ten degrees colder than what you're used to, or run at the you know a temperature you normally wouldn't, um, is going to help save you. Uh, from these winter blues and there's still gonna be times you're going to be indoors but uh i think what wears on a lot of people is when you're always indoors every training session's indoors
1: yep yep so um the next point that we'll go to is you know you are you know let's just say it's just it's just nasty outside and Mm -hmm. there's just not not really a choice to get out there um focus on quality over quantity and we have a lot of people who their The biggest dread for them is a long ride on the trainer or or a long run on the treadmill. and we get it. Uh, but there are ways to uh simulate the fatigue of a long ride or run without actually having to do three hours on a trainer, three hours plus, or you know two hours plus on a treadmill. You know, you can always focus on you know, add in more tempo efforts you know, build, build the fatigue with several longer, like L3 or tempo, whatever you want to put it, um, efforts and just build those over time. One of my favorite, like, uh, trainer workouts that, you know, sit, help simulate more of like a three hour ride, I would say is, um, a descending zone three workout. So it's about two hours total, but, you start at ten minutes zone three and then you get ten minutes you don't ever get recovery, you just get zone two. Zone yeah. two, yeah. So it's three to two. Yeah, get
0: rid of the zone one
1: stuff that you usually yeah. get outside.
0: Yeah, zero. You'd be amazed if you if you actually start taking a look at your your data, you'd be amazed at how much time on a group ride or or that you spend in zone one, like thirty percent. Yeah. So if you cut out thirty percent, you could cut thirty percent of your time off yeah. by just making sure you're getting rid of that it's, that zone
1: one stuff. It's the truth. Yeah. So, yeah, you start at ten and you work your way down to you know nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one minute in zone three, one minute. So equal parts two to three, um, and then you know once you roll through that, you're you're darn close to two hours. Um, and I
0: in in line with that doing your longer efforts first when you're mentally more fresh is a lot better than trying to save that super long one for late where mentally you're like over it. Yeah. The more interesting you can keep things <laughs> on the back end of that, the longer you're going to find that you're able to stay with it. And yeah. same with, you know, same with, if you're on the treadmill.
1: Yeah. Anytime that I'm, anytime that I've done, cause I, when, when I did um the uh, walking tall, Uh, big hill pond 50k I was I had to uh, train on the treadmill quite a bit just because we got a lot of rain the trails were um, kind of trashed a lot and I'm I'm afraid of the trail Nazis uh, knocking on my door Um, but also it was just a family thing like just trying not to be gone for hours on end and what I just worked out so um, whenever I wanted to whenever I needed to do a really long treadmill run um, I would do varying hill, uh, yep. hill work. And then also just, um, I would run probably on the harder end of easy, like always try to run like my easy pace. I'd go on the hard end of that just to, um, I mean, ideally you're you still get, recovering,
0: you get but you're still putting
1: some stress in. You get, you get the, you get the mileage in quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you throw in some, some hill work and stuff like that and, um you know it goes by a whole lot quicker you know so. definitely
0: yeah so so quality over quantity if needed if you're someone who can't stand you know pushing out longer distance just focus on the quality effort you know drive up your training stress by really you know decreasing your recovery time increasing that quality time um and that's that's going to still give you a good training benefit with hopefully allowing you to save your your mind a little bit and in line with that uh, shorter intervals. So if you're really in a yeah. spot where you're like, uh, I cannot, I don't want to uh, do shorter intervals. <laughs> you know, you, you may not have the mental capacity or the motivation to knock out a 30-minute block, but get on there and say, okay, I'm going to do 60 seconds on, 60 seconds off. and And you'll be very surprised. Just keep telling yourself, I'm going to get through one more round of 60 on, 60 off or 45 on, 15 off. Um, but have that quality, have your recovery, and it's, it's pretty amazing how if you're watching the, those quick intervals tick over, um, how quickly the time passes versus, you know, doing a 30-minute effort where you feel like you're 25 minutes into it and you look down and you're like, oh, it's 10. It's 10 minutes oh, in. Yeah. Um, so that's something I'll do on days where my motivation may not be super high and I don't want to hop on the trainer. I'm like, okay. Well, ideally, I should be doing a a 30 minute block. But instead, I'm going to push my effort a little bit harder on my, and I'm going to do 60 seconds on, 60 seconds off, um, or manipulate it in some fashion like that. And that's going to allow you to get through a workout and still get some good yeah. quality, uh, but also help you uh, pass the time quicker.
1: Yeah, breaking it into small chunks like that is huge. Like the, the 60 second on and off, that's like one of my go-tos. If I'm, um, not like, if I know I really need to be doing maybe some like 10, 20 minute intervals, um, but I may be short on time or low on motivation, I'll go and defer to, uh, you know, one on one off and crank it up to threshold or above Mm -hmm. and basically go one on one off until my legs are really not having it. Yeah. And then I'll spin out the rest of the time as long as I can stand it. Basically. Yeah, and
0: then you can even say, okay, well, now I'm going to do 30s, 30s. Like, I'm going to even shorten the time even more. Yeah. Like, that's a way you can play with it to, uh, and, and add those, you know, if you do have a long ride or a long effort you're supposed to be doing, add longer recovery. And as soon as you get bored of being at that effort, then start mixing up the, uh, the variety, playing around for you know for cyclists, playing around with cadence, playing around with standing versus seated, um, all of that can make it go quicker, but it's just when you're staying locked into one zone. Yeah, the, one effort. Yeah. Worst one thing you can cadence, do. One body position. One anything is gonna is gonna make it's. I think it's actually proven to slow time.
1: It is. It is, yeah yeah, and also implode your brain and implode the brain. Yeah. All right. I think we uh, I think we covered that one sufficiently. So. This is kind of this is this next point is really my like this is how I get through like pretty much all of my long indoor workouts. Mm-hmm. And it's just having like the like h- having good movies or videos or like old races or podcasts like this one. Mm-hmm. Maybe shameless plug. Shameless plug. Is there a shameless plug? Uh, there is. It's button. still here. Bang. Shameless plug. <laughs> so you know having those things to to not necessarily they're not meant to take your mind off of the work that you're you're doing but when you are when you get locked into like an interval or a rec, or on a recovery you can pay more attention to that and you're not so focused on time mm. um you know my i i know i've said it a million times like when i'm on the treadmill or i'm on the trainer and i'm not like you know i'm not teaching a hop class or something like that um that is my time to watch the Netflix series or whatever that my wife won't watch. Yeah. So pretty much any uh, superhero, Marvel. Ooh. I just uh, I'm almost finished with the next season of Punisher. Uh, it's good. It's a good if one. You're into that. Yeah. Uh, my three year old likes those, so I'll. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll have to share that with her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like that, or like any movie that I've been wanting to watch yeah. that I know. My wife will want no part in. Yeah, it's it's like,
0: a time for you to disengage from other stuff, right? Yeah. And focus on yourself. Do the things that you enjoy. So do something you wouldn't. Yeah, possibly be able to so, watch. Yeah. Otherwise. So
1: for me, like getting on the trainer for two plus hours just means that I get to watch a movie that I've wanted, been wanting mm-hmm. to watch, and just haven't had the opportunity yet. So it really does help me, you know, get on there and and just viewing it that way, like view it as this is my time to
0: watch a movie versus. Oh man, I have to do two hours of yep. trainer work or treadmill work or whatever. I mean, just the mindset you take into the workout and how you're approaching what you're doing is is huge as well. It's a cinematic. It's not always adventure. easy. It's not always easy, but it it does help. Um, I personally like race footage, so that's that's usually my go-to. It's either old Tour de France stuff. Uh, you know, I, I love the Spring Classics, so I'm watching that. Uh, I actually enjoy watching just other amateur racing stuff too. Um, and especially when they have like power overlays where you Mm -hmm. can kind of see the race and you can see the power. And, you know, if you want to get real crazy, mix things up, you can, you can jump when they jump, you know, you can vary your effort and you kind of feel like you're in a race. But if, (laughs) whenever I'm like watching, uh, like an old tour de France, like a sprint stage or whatever, it never fails. Like in the last 10 K, my power just naturally like, rises. Yeah. It's like I'm in the lead-out train. I'm, like, <laughs> bumping elbows with people. I'm like, watch out, Cavendish. I'm going to give you the sagging elbow here in a second. <laughs> but it helps. I mean, it's it's something that uh, distracts me, but I it also motivates me because it's something... I guess I was always kind of that way growing up, though. Like, if I yeah. was watching football, I had to, like, play football. Yeah. If I watched the Ninja Turtles, I'd beat my sister up afterwards.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. So... So Living for on. a lot for a lot of people, you know, we didn't put this in the notes because neither of us are big Zwifters or mm. anything like that. But you know, that's another thing that that, yeah. you know, getting getting in on some of the new virtual riding, I'd say new, it's been around a while. Getting into, you know, Zwift or some of the trainer road and stuff like that and and doing some of the virtual uh, riding and stuff like that, you know, all that stuff has helped a lot of people yeah. endure indoor mm-hmm. training a lot more. Um Personally, I just like I would rather watch a movie. Yeah, that's no, for sure. Much more entertaining than a, a small, uh, a small cycling, yeah. virtual cycling man going forward. Yeah, for
0: sure. But they, we've had a lot of people that do. I'm glad you brought that up. That do enjoy Zwift uh, yeah. and how it's been a very motivating thing. I will warn you that even though it's virtual, the juices can get flowing on that too. That yeah, and it's easy to almost treat that like sometimes happens on group rides where you yep. override consistently because yep. there is that other actual person somewhere in the world that you can see on your screen and that you're trying to beat. So yep. don't get sucked into uh, getting too far pulled away from what you're supposed to be doing. True. Cue. So, moving on.
1: Yeah. Th- these next few are, are things that we have to constantly remind athletes of. Um, and one of them is, like, don't beat yourself up if you're um, you're just less motivated to do stuff indoors. Mm-hmm. But just make sure and this is our big C word coming in here. Mm-hmm. Just make sure that you are staying consistent because something is always better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Get on, you know, get on the trainer, get on the treadmill, uh, you know, whatever, and just get started and do whatever you can. Like Mm -hmm. if you really mentally can't handle it, but nine times out of 10, if you start, you're going to end up doing the workout. Yeah. You'll
0: end up doing more. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's, you know, it's just, it's just the starting. That's like, for most people, you're, you're tired of the weather outside. you you're, you know, depressed because you're not getting any vitamin D and the sun hasn't been shining and it's raining and, you know, but if you just get started, you're going to get, you're going to continue on. Like most people's motivational or competitor within kicks in like, yeah, I'm going, let's just do this. Mm -hmm. And then start employing some of those other, other
0: strategies, you know, like start doing the shorter intervals, use things to kind of help you push yourself a little longer in your workout. If it, you know, if you aren't motivated to do it, um, next thing be kind of become a weather person and, Know when there's going to be sunshine. Oh, yeah. When there's not. When it's going to be dry. When it's going to be rainy. And if that means you, uh, you know, say you're at work this is one of the things you suggested. You know, if you're at work and you can't go exercise, but you see the sun's out, uh, you know, pretend you're taking a smoke break and get out for a ten minute walk. Right. I think that's <laughs> yeah. what you said.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, something like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. But get outside. Take advantage of it. Uh, with one of my clients this morning. Um, early morning, we, we actually saw the the sun came up and it was like, what is that glowing orb off yeah. in the distance there? I, yeah. hadn't, I, was, I hadn't seen my shadow in multiple days now. Wow. Um, and then when I went to my next client, the first thing she was like, she's like, oh my gosh, the sun is out. How nice is it? And it's like, you don't realize uh, how big of an impact sunshine can have on you and your mood. So take advantage of it. Uh, yeah, if
1: you see it out, just, you know, like I said, go... Or like you said, go take a break, go for a short walk. Like, you know, even if you're in like an office complex, walk around the office, not inside, walk around the building, take a lap Mm -hmm. and just absorb some of that sunshine. And you, you would be surprised how much that improves your mood and also your later motivation. Even if the sun goes away later in the day, like what we get a lot, you get five minutes of sunshine and then it's gray again. But It'll improve your mood and help your motivation for later in the day if you just get out and and get it when you can. Mm-hmm.
0: And luckily, other we thing, have
1: uh, a few weather weathermen shout out on the uh, Scott McNeil. Yeah, <laughs> shout out our buddy Scott McNeil, the weatherman, <laughs> the meteorologist. Yeah, We're we've got a couple of those in our pocket. That uh, yeah, it's always send nice. out those n- nice weekly emails on the weather. In line with that. Don't be
0: afraid, you know, if you are someone who maybe has a coach or you have a training program that you've designed or someone else has designed for you, don't be afraid to manipulate it a little bit in order to take advantage of, you know, what may be an outdoor training session versus an indoor. So, uh, for example, if, you know, say Friday is a strength training day for you, but the sun is going to be out and it's going to be 70 degrees, uh swap that you know see where you can kind of move that around maybe do your strength on a thursday instead like how can you do some small tweaks to your program to not mess things up i mean you don't want to be stacking all your bikes into one uh you know eight day or four day span or whatever but can you move things around so that you can take advantage of outdoor riding versus you know being stuck indoors um and if so you know do so
1: yeah i mean uh you know, if you have a coach, your coach should be able to answer that question for you pretty oh, yeah. quickly. And, and yeah, we move work some around that around. quite a bit for yeah, people. Yeah, I mean, no. I, I get those emails all the time like, well, you know, the weather's looking crappy on Saturday, but I'm going to have some extra time on Friday. Weather looks good. You know, what can we do? You know, then we can move some things around. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but if you're watching the weather, yeah, you have that opportunity to make some swaps early on. And set yourself up to get more of that outdoor mm-hmm. outdoor time, sunshine time, um, you know, and really improve your overall motivation, <laughs> like, a, a lot.
0: Exactly. Oh, for sure. And and remember that um, the weather isn't always right. Yeah. <laughs> so plan accordingly If you do out and it looks like it's supposed to be nice, but it's been really crappy, be prepared for crappy to come yep. while you're out, out and exercising. So have that backup plan available in case the bottom drops out
1: yeah all right we are on to our last one we we actually missed a very important one. Oh, we did miss one we did we missed a very important one this is a very important one so keep in mind that your training zones indoors are usually not gonna align with what you can do outside so um as like whenever we are working like specifically with cycling or, or triathletes, like we test indoors and those zones are generally good for indoor training. Once we kind of figure out what the, the gap is between indoor and outdoor, we can shift those for both. But, you know, I've seen a gap as much as 30 watts, like on a threshold indoor versus outdoor. Um, so just know like if you're, if you jump into indoor training and you just you don't know why you can never hit your your goals um it's probably because you just can't push as hard indoors i mean i had people email me last week like i just can't get my heart rate as high on the trainer yep like that's normal so um, and on the
0: treadmill right
1: yeah yeah i mean and generally i mean personally i don't i don't run as fast like perceive exertion at the same pace i mean and it depends on the treadmill and how it's calibrated and all that stuff and this but, is yeah this is also person specific but on the whole we have found that most people do yeah, not i don't run my easy pace is not as fast on the treadmill as it is outside um so you know just know that there's going to be some some skewing of of the zones indoor versus out and it only takes a little bit of you know, looking at the, your trends of indoor versus outdoor training. And paying attention to perceived effort. Right. To figure out what the gap is. Yeah. And you can adjust, you know, adjust your expectations. Exactly. Uh, that way. And so. and the
0: big reason why that has has and can affect people is it, it can be morally defeating to not oh, be yeah. able to hold a zone. So now you feel like you're getting weaker. And you don't feel like you're getting the the duration that you normally would. So now you feel like you're not getting the volume. You're not getting the intensity.
1: Yep. I'm losing fitness. What's going on? Well, and it's, you know, it can, you know, if you're somebody who goes on power and looks at TSS, you're not going to get the, you're not going to get the same TSS yep. score, you know. Um, Which for those
0: that don't know what that is, that's called a training stress score. Yep. So intensity and duration. It's a measurement
1: saturation. of how stress you know, how much stress that workout put on your body, yep. you know. Um, so you're not going to get that same TSS value if your you know, if your training zones are set for your outdoor, which would be higher, and then you're working out indoors a lot. So you're constantly hitting below your, your normal zones. So it's going to give you a lower value. Mm -hmm. So then, then all the other charts and everything else is going to be all jacked up. And, you know, so you got to take it with a grain of salt, you know, over the, over the winter when you're predominantly Indoors, Mm -hmm. Uh, you're just not going to be able to push as hard. But if you're indoors a lot And you know that that's a good possibility You should be testing indoors and then adjusting your zones and then when you're outdoors You may be a little higher. You might get a little bit higher TSS score for that one day Yep. but on the whole you're better off having a slightly higher TSS score uh, on an outdoor ride than lower if you're training predominantly indoors, yeah, and the same thing. Once the summer starts or whatever, and you're you're outdoors more, then you need to Retest, test outdoors, yeah. mm-hmm. and then realign your your um, zones with outdoor because you're not going to train indoor as much. Yep. And so when you're indoor, you get a little bit lower TSS score for that day, and no big deal. And we tell people a lot, you know, when you don't don't stress
0: quite as much about you know what what is your power doing, your pace doing, whatever. Yeah. How are you improving? relative to other people that you usually ride with because you're not going to push the same speed like the cold day that we had my perceived effort last saturday on the ride was a lot higher relative to the average speed which i know you know a lot of beginners are so concerned with with average speed which we usually don't pay any attention to but even at power levels like perceived effort was higher your Mm. body's working hard to try to stay warm Things aren't moving as easily as they normally do. the The air is denser, so don't get psyched out by um, any one metric. <laughs> and and instead, like you know, how over time, how are you improving relative to the people that you're training with? Um, yeah. Don't yeah. Don't beat yourself up if things aren't progressing quite like you
1: want them it's to. It's like weight loss. Don't go by the scale. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Exactly. You know. You can. You know. You know. You're. Are your pants getting a little looser? Mm-hmm. Well, do you feel like you're pushing a bigger gear? Like, mm-hmm. regardless of what the wattage says? Like, yeah. then good. I mean, just go on that. Last bit. Now we're on the last one. Yeah, we are. Know
0: that... Maybe we should have started this one. We probably should have started here. Know that you are not alone in no. this. So, us as coaches, we've been going through it. Our athletes... Multiple athletes are going through it. People that I've once thought were unbreakable on the trainer, I uh, yeah. I actually just got comments from one who he did. Uh, for those that are uh, up on training stress, he had uh, over 700 uh, TSS that he hit last week, which is a big week uh, for a lot of people. Yeah. all done indoors on a on a that's trainer. That's huge for indoor. Which is that is a that's a big indoor load. And the comment was um um that mentally took a toll on me yeah. uh by by the end of that sunday
1: uh, after spending it's literally every year we have this conversation and you know we've been doing this 10 years and every year it's a it's the same cycle people are forced indoors their mood you know it's almost like you're talking people off the, you know mm-hmm. off the ledge like constantly that's what you spend the most most of your time yeah. doing uh and then all of a sudden you get peaks of sunshine and everybody's great, you know, and it's just, it never fails. So just know it's coming. It's coming. And prepare for it. You're not alone. And, you know, use some of the tips that we've, we've thrown in there, you know, previously to, you know, defeat the enemy.
0: Mm -hmm. And this is one thing when I, uh, the little outdoors presentation I did uh, a couple of weeks ago, it's just, instead of getting so caught up in y- either you not doing as much as you want or or improving as much as you want um, the thing I kind of left people with there was just strive to be a, a slightly better than you were before or do a little bit more than maybe you would have done otherwise um, so just focus on it may not be the best thing you could do but just do that a little bit better than maybe version 1.0 of you would have done you're now version. He could be (laughs) 1.1. (laughs) 1.1. All right. So what are your tips? Shoot us your tips. What did we miss? Um, Yeah, comment if you're on Facebook. uh,
1: Comment. Leave us a comment. Leave us a message. If you're you're on iTunes and you're listening to the podcast, um, leave us a review and put put your comments in the review. Mm -hmm.
0: And one thing, uh, if you are listening on the podcast, that you were not able to see is Dale's actually in jeans. I am in jeans. Yeah, which. Uh,
1: but in that's my like business formal. In for my our defense. Line of work. <laughs> in my defense, because I knew you would bring this up. I've already prepared a defense. These are um, stretchy jeans. Are those the, those are the pajama jeans? These are stretchy jeans, and uh, you can do just about. I could go for a run in these and be totally cool. Secondary video coming up here in a second. Dale's gonna go through a low body workout <laughs> yeah. in his
0: pajama pants. Yeah, pajama uh-huh.
1: jeans. We've, we've taken enough of your time today. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Adios. Amigos and amigas.